0: welcome to the spinster podcast i am john as always i am joined with my brother dan um uh, without further ado let's get into this shit show we call wrestling oh yeah uh we're not gonna go through what's happening on raw smackdown dynamite rampage uh impact wrestling new japan just gonna just have general conversations of the state of the industry and some of the things that we've been watching on other wrestlers uh wrestling review shows with the likes of cultaholic wrestle the lamb wrestle lamia and Mar- is it mark one two three d
1: no it's marky d one marky two three d.
0: four um yeah with the wild slap not a piece oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hawkster right we're gonna get it out of the way to begin with straight off straight off the belt let's get roman reigns and I'm, I'm, to this point, I'm just sick of talking about him. He just thinks he's God's gift. He's now stating that he's going to be doing less live shows. He's going to be going off to Hollywood in the following the Steps of the Rock, Cena, uh, Batista, to name a few of the modern-day superstars, and, and The Miz. Um, I've just seen... I know this is probably yesterday's news, but what Riddle said about Roman Reigns and then Riddle being made to write an apology to Roman Reigns about what he said, which to this day I don't get because everything he said was true. Roman Reigns is only where he is is because he's related to The Rock. Um, He did have a push earlier on when he should have won a Royal Rumble and he didn't and then that's when WWE dropped the ball with him he wasn't a good guy he wasn't a bad guy he was just the man in the middle oh sorry he was the guy now he's the mover the needle mover he's the the chief the high chief sitting at the top of the table um, the sorry tribal chief and i don't get it i just don't see the attraction to it um I just find it very boring that he's got both title belts, um, and he just he just seems. I just don't get it.
1: (laughs) Nothing to get. Let's face it, he's only there because of who he's related to. The amount of chances they've had with him, and for me personally, the only time I've seen him being cheered was when he came back from leukemia. And obviously the Royal Rumble, the year before that, he was forced down everyone's throats as the Royal Rumble winner. It seems like it's just typical booking. They don't strike when people are into the characters and then they strike too late and people don't care about the character. But with John Cena, John Cena's own foot downfall is he didn't want to be heel. Unfortunately, you get yourself to a point where people just like, this fucking guy's winning the title again for the 13th time. And let's not forget when Punk returned in 2011, he had just won the title again, but after a tournament, Bray Mysterio had won it the same night, he was forced to defend it against John Cena. And then they wonder, oh, well, why is people booing John Cena? Because he's in every single main event, he doesn't need to be.
0: Leading it's- up to that point, yeah, it was John Cena getting... Sorry, John Cena. <laughs> Cena. Cena was always getting thrown down your throats. But to me, he did his best work when he was Dr. Thugonomics, um, Before he became just John Cena. Oh, yeah. I think he got stale, and that's when people... So, like, when Cena... Your usual big guy the likes of John Cena was big strong tough where Cena was uh, CM Punk was more of your skinny guy oh, yeah. he looked a bit like a, a crack addict as he would say but came out changed did have a, a say in that but again he was screwed out of it I ah, he was very outspoken and he did things his way but why shouldn't he did I think what people feel to realize is wrestling Yes, it's a business, and yes, it's an opportunity, but when you're working for WWE, you're a self-employed contractor. Right. You, you've you got to... provide your own insurance and everything like that, because WWE don't, unlike AEW and Tony Khan, who gives everybody that works in the building the medical insurance, whereas WWE don't and when when was it i think it was last year or the year before where they started buying up people's trying to take people's trademarks off them telling them to stop they weren't allowed to do twitch they weren't allowed to do cameo they weren't allowed to basically earn any extra money on the side because wwe weren't didn't like it and they weren't getting any any sort of profit from it which to me is absolutely madness at the end of the day if you're not a full-time employee getting full-time employee benefits then why shouldn't you be allowed to make extra money oh, yeah. on the site
1: well this is a company that's made what through over 300 uh, odd million in the last year yeah what uh, what do they need extra money for and they got rid of they got rid of more um
0: more more talent
1: ridiculous but more too like there's a big difference between full and full-time employed staff at WWE, like the ring crew and all the rest of it, they've all got the benefits and stuff like that, it's the people that are actually in the ring that don't, which doesn't make any sense no, makes zero they're sense. the most value valued asset that you have in your company, if you were to take Amazon and stuff, uh, they're fully insured The most of all their equipment packaging, all the rest of it that stuff will be insured and all the rest of it to make sure that they can replace it, staff are insured I think to a point but th- that's what gets me these are the people are going out there and damaging themselves in front and you're paying them this but you you can let them at a moment's notice and yeah which is not really fair it's just like the whole thing with certain superstars signing
0: a couple of months beforehand and then find out just as the pandemic was hitting that they're going to let get their go and it just to me it makes no sense.
1: No, I don't understand if they were losing money. But before the pandemic, they just signed a two billion contract TV contract with uh, Fox. So they had ample enough money to keep the amount of people there that they they wanted. They just didn't want to because either they didn't like them or the person get rid of them didn't see anything in them. Yeah. Um. Fair enough, but. To do it when there's a pandemic on makes you look like a massive arsehole. And whether you have use of them or not, I'm not going to excuse them because Paige is still there and she's asked for a release and they haven't given it. Uh, Mustafa Ali was the same. No release given. Um, Someone else recently asked for a release. Uh, He got denied. I think it was Roderick Strong. Uh Mm-hmm. He got denied. Again, the whole NXT, this NXT
0: 2.0, which is an absolute joke. The Nikita Lyons seems to be the only one that's coming out with it with a bit of credit. Uh, Dakota is now departed again. Bit of a strange one. Candice, La- uh, Cand- Candice LeRae, she's now gone. Obviously, that's understandable, having a family, and Johnny's not there anymore, so didn't really have any incentive to stay. Um, but again, moving on to this new stable with Edge, Priest, and uh, Ripley out of nowhere, which makes again makes no sense. It's just, it's just pitting people together. It's just, what is the craze with stables? AEW went bloody stable mad because what AEW have got the Dark Order, they've got the Elite. They've got the Blackpool Fight Club. They've got best friends. the Jericho Appreciation site. They've had the Inner Circle. They've got the Pinnacle. Um, yeah, Best Friends. There's, um, yeah, you've got the Best Friends.
1: So, House of Black as well.
0: Uh, oh, yes, and the House of Black. So there's eight. WWE have now got edges.
1: God, I don't know. House I don't know. of Black rip-off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've got the tribal, what, the head of the table. is? Oh, the bloodline, that's what they call him, yeah. His lot, you've got, and then that's what, that's it. Yeah, that's
1: it. Well, the, that, that odd group with Seamus, um, Pete Dunne, oh, and um, Butch, Rich I mean, he's called Holland. Butch. Right, Butch. Oh. Butch. And then you've got Gunther,
0: who is formerly... The Imperium, yeah. Um, Champa is now called, what, Champa? yeah it's just called Champa. Uh, again this has just gone in a weird really weird direction for me and now we've banged on it before and we've touched on it before on the podcast but Vince McMahon needs to leave Yeah, if they're going to sell WWE to Disney just do it and get it over and done with because at this moment in time for me it is just stale you've got AJ Styles in a pointless feud with Edge and his stable you've got Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins dragging out their feud, um, which I get because Cody's beaten clean and dirty. Oh yeah. But again, makes no sense. Where, where's the diary? what's it for? There's no titles involved.
1: It's something good for him to do until they get to the Money in the Bank pay per view. But again, they've changed the the whole
0: point of the Money in the Bank thing. The way oh yeah, yeah. You get the briefcase and you right, uh, you can put it in at any point. Now it's a title match at WrestleMania. It's essentially Royal Rumble Part 2. Yeah, so basically it's taking the prestige of the Royal Rumble away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what is the point of having a Royal Rumble if you're just going to do another one called Money in the Bank
1: where they get the same thing at the end? What is the point? The whole purpose of the Money in the Bank was to make it a nice little way of taking the title off someone after they've lost a match. Yeah. It happened to Edge when CM Punk... It in when Batista went absolutely crazy and beat him. It looked like SmackDown had two world championships on their show. Yeah, uh, there's a The Miz cashed his in on John Cena. There's yeah. a lot of like prestigious moments where the, the title was cashed in. Now it's just, oh, well, you've won, so you're guaranteed a match at WrestleMania. So, what about the guy at the Royal Rumble then? Does that become invalid because you're now offering another shot at the it doesn't make sense that the two shows are now going to be directly in competition with each other. Which there should be anyway because they're on different
0: networks but
1: at the minute you've got one
0: network that's got no world titles and you've got the other network that's got both. Yeah. And to me, if that needs to change because what you'll find is WWE will start be getting sued by the USA Network who expected world champion on their TV as well as Fox who expected world champions on their tv so yeah so at the moment this is why wwe creative doesn't mean i know it does it Sounds like i do a lot of bashing of wwe <laughs> but at the same time is you've got to think who's in charge of the creative because it just to me you you've got the likes of drew mcintyre you've got the likes of bobby lashley who's now feuding with uh, omar again i get it with the whole omar and mvp but so they, he, these were former world champions, where they should be fighting for titles, not fighting an overgrown oaf or coming out thinking he's he, man, by the power of school you know.
1: Because Vince, unfortunately, this is like the the circle that he goes through. Like with Big E, it's a good idea. We'll put the belt on him because he looks apart. He does something that Vince doesn't like in the ring or something. He's like, well, he's not the guy. We'll put him on someone else. And it's just a vicious circle of that. And unfortunately, with Roman Reigns holding both the titles... I already touched on this, not probably not on the podcast, but they overstate the importance of matches by stacking titles. The Undisputed Championship, when Chris Jericho won it, was more prestigious than when Roman Reigns has won it. Because it was never used as a, this is a big match and nope. whatever. Because it was a big match, it's two title champions there was like three people in that match fighting for the championships and Chris Jericho won both of them. Now, it's like, we'll take, because this hasn't happened before, we'll take like the WrestleMania where Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey even though Charlotte Flair was in there. Charlotte Flair did not need to be in that match. Yeah, She didn't need to be carrying the SmackDown title in that match. They fucked over Asuka to make sure that Charlotte Flair was going to be in that match. So you've devalued Somebody who was completely over with the crowd to add to a match at WrestleMania that people were looking forward to, like, just the two compartments, and now you've added a third that nobody cared about and nobody wanted. You'll, we'll have some fans out there that'll be like, well, Charlotte's great, and yeah, she's talented, I'll get her that, but she has become, from rumours backstage and everything else, and so arrogant that she's just like well, yeah, I'm world champion and you've impressed my run up and all the rest of it you shouldn't be world champion because you think you deserve it it's because you show that you are champion material, she is material, but at the same time she also needs to understand that the women's division isn't just made up of her, there's Uh, a lot more people, I totally
0: agree with you, but I do think that that's down to Vince and WWE as well, the way they've actually portrayed and set the mindset for Charlotte. Oh, yeah, definitely. it's, it's a, a st- they've basically, they've fed her this and she walks on a velvet carpet because they keep building her up. What
1: killed see, her, that's obviously
0: gone to her head.
1: What killed her for me, and this pissed me off the most, was Asuka wins the very first Women's war Rumble. The, she then goes to, to WrestleMania to face Charlotte Flair. Shin, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Men's war Rumble the same year goes to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Neither one of them win. So what's the fucking point in doing a Royal Rumble for the very first time if you're not going to let the very first like winner win the match? Not only that, she was overshadowed by Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey coming in when she was about to pick who she was going to fight. So they've done this twice to ask her, and each time it's always been the same sort of response from backstage. her oh, she can't speak English that's down to Vince
0: McMahon as per and we all like we touched on in the, the last podcast we've all seen the state
1: he's in at the minute he doesn't seem to understand that charisma isn't something that you just speak it's in all your actions in the ring and she has everything so does Shinsuke Nakamura he was red hot going into Wrestlemania and AJ Styles I'm sure wouldn't have minded to losing to him because they've had brilliant matches in New Japan yeah but because he's of the race he is, and she is the race that she is, they didn't get it. And of course, WWE will come out and probably deny it and say, oh, well, it's not because of that. It is because of that. Perfectly. It's the reason why you didn't want um, Jim Cornette and Jim Ross on there because it's too Texan or Southern American. You, It's not about... People can understand what they say. It's English. And I know I've heard Americans say, "I don't understand what he's saying." It's like speaking—we're speaking slowly, speaking blatant English. If you don't understand that, that's your problem. You're thick. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, but at the at the end of the day, again, charisma is a, most, a range of multiple things. It's not just speech. And this is what WWE <laughs> keeps doing to themselves: as they'll get somebody, then they'll drive shoot them to the moon immediately. It won't work out and then they drop them they've done it to they did it to um biggie they've done it to roman reigns a few times they've done it to um jason jordan they did it to uh, mustafa ali then give him that horrible retribution gimmick they've done it to a couple of female wrestlers like uh, Nijax, she wasn't ready for it, they did it. Eva Marie she was not ready they did it. Lana was uh, for, what was it, seven, eight weeks raw, she was getting put through tables. It became a running joke at one point, didn't it? And apparently they thought, oh they that'll get her over. How does getting driven through a table consistently on raw Every week, get you over. It was punishment because Miro was wrestling on AEW. Oh no, it was because she had a sponsorship outside of WWE. She was sponsored by uh, Bang Energy, I think.
0: Oh, is that because she was on TikTok doing? Uh, on Instagram, Instagram, I think. Yeah, Instagram yeah. And TikTok. So
1: it was um, you can't go and get yourself, at, you know, sponsored by someone we haven't vetted, and we don't get a percentage from. Because they shouldn't have to. This is the whole point. Why does it become to? I know they've turned around now and says,
0: you can do what you want, but that was because of pressure from modern-day society. That's like telling, say, a Twitch streamer who's got Monster Energy as their main supplier, yeah. as their main sponsor, and then all of a sudden they start doing Red Bull, which is the, the other major one. They, that That is a conflict of interest. Well, I mean... Just-, just because you've got Monster... And then you've, then Red Bull want to do it as well. You can't, you've got to do one or the other. That's the way they look at it. And it's a breach of contract well, on once if you do Red Bull. So that's a conflict of interest. But what Lana was doing isn't really a conflict of interest because she's self-employed Oh yeah. and she's not a full-time, as you say, employee. She's a contract, a
1: subcontractor. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So okay. basically they should be allowed to do and say as they please. Within certain aspects, Uh, but when it comes to publishing themselves and if they want to go out and get sponsorships for their own Instagram pages, TikTok pages, Facebook, Twitter, they should be allowed to do what they want because again, it's
1: self-employed. Oh, I agree 100%. The only thing that we don't know is what's written in their contracts. That's what gets them. The legal jargon, it's like for any sponsorship you go for, we'll get X amount of that sponsorship. Or it has to be with our expressed permission that you get this sponsorship. Yeah,
0: but I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people forget, fail to realise that the one person that did start the whole internet thing was uh, Mark Cardona. Oh
1: yeah, Zack Ryder. Well, formerly
0: known as Zack Ryder. Yeah, and the internet, uh, the internet championship he did, in the whole, what was it, the Long Island Z, Long Island Iced Z, or whatever it was. Yeah, he did that and he got himself over, but then again Vince found a way of just squashing him and flattening him dead. He just for some reason he's anti progression. Because for me WWE hasn't progressed. It just seems a lot of the storylines are just recycled trash uh, that's being done over and over and over.
1: Give him the kiss of death, which was he introduced John Cena into his storyline. And that killed him. And we all we don't know from backstage, but knowing what John Cena has done, he ruined Alex Riley's career. He has he was the reason why they changed the finish to the Nexus storyline, which was going to have the Nexus winning against which John made Cena. Sense to
0: put them over.
1: Yeah, he everyone else in that match wanted to. According to Chris Jericho, it was he was okay with it. Edge was okay with it. John Cena was the only one who wasn't. At the end of the capital day, Capital One Bella in he should have just considered that that that's the future. We could have been living in a in a in an actual like timeline where Weird Barrett was the fucking world champion, which he would have deserved. Oh, I Instead, have John Cena whinged like a little bitch and got it changed because if he's not the face that runs the place or whatever the fuck he wants to say about himself. Well,
0: although I think what was it Vince turned around to them and says they didn't want it. They wanted a, a happy ending rather than a, a sad ending. But to me, that's just bullshit.
1: Is fifty um, percent heels it, win. It's got to leave you
0: wanting to watch what happens next. But if you're constantly giving them, seeing you know, getting put over in the Nexus, nobody cares. No, that's when you start losing interest and you lose the fans. Like I went to, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, but okay. I went to a, a wrestling show at the weekend. Um, sorry, not last weekend, but the weekend I before. Contract wrestling it is a, a small indie operation. Um, where I've been training with the guys as well and becoming a pro wrestler. Oh, yeah. 37 years young, you know, <laughs> taking suplexes and power bombs. And you can jumps. do a Phoenix splash as I'm well. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's a, a lot of hard work. I know people say, like, wrestling, they use the F word a lot. But when you put on the on the face of it, when you're actually in the ring doing the ropes, doing the tumbles, um, learning to take the bumps, learning to strike, learning to... Um, do the chops. It's hard work, but it is a lot of fun, but it's a lot of strength as well that's involved. Now I'm doing sit-ups with uh, plates, um, trying to get my core strength up because trying to pull yourself up on a powerbomb, it's like, yes, you've got to go into it, but you've got to use your upper body to try and pull yourself up because it's one fluid motion. Um, I'm, what, I'm four, I think I'm four training sessions into it and it is it is good, but like, again, when I was... Like, to go back to my point it was their local show uh, when they're trying to make a production of it it was actually quite good because they've got one of the bad one of the heel guys he's uh oh, i can't remember i know he's uh, he, he portrays himself as a king and he came he was walking to the ring and he um he stole a packet of crisps off a, <laughs> of a kid to to put himself as a heel he, it was it was awesome and but the trash talking in the ring as well, which was spot on, and the storytelling. They've got um, the assassin, Brian Creed. Sorry, the assassin is dead. Brian Creed going against X-Jax. Um, and just the way Brian was doing it, he would do like the old school where he'd try and duck his opponent and he would set up matches where, go, you want to go one-on-one with me? Not tonight, you'll be fighting him and I'll be fighting you next time. Rah, rah, giving the good old trash speech and ducking his opponent. Uh, but it's all, to me, the storytelling was there. You could see who was the good guys, who were the bad guys, and the crowd were giving the pops to and the hisses to, and it was it was good good telling on both parts. But when you're looking at the mainstream side of it, like, the independent I watched, it left you on a bit of a cliffhanger that made you want to go back and see it because you want to know what happens. You want to go back and you want to... After x Jack was getting filled in, and all of a sudden the locker room emptied and everyone came out and started scrapping, and Brian made his way back, giving him talking him, talking him some trash and that, getting one over on him. And it's like, well, I need to know what happens here. I want to, I want to see him get his comeuppance, get some retribution. But when you're watching, like when the Nexus were at the point of they should have been over, and you've got a certain person who doesn't want it to, that just kills the storyline it's a, it doesn't build anything up it doesn't build the f- feed it to the rivalry it just basically right that's it done so then when they're fighting again on monday night Raw, and it's the same thing mm-hmm. over again where's this going yeah, yeah. you've got you want to please the kids well hang on you're gonna then you're gonna alienate your your your, your adult audience because they want to see john cena get filled in regardless to what the kids want it's the adults that pay the money who actually physically hand over the money to vince mcmahon but it's it's, a, it's what oh, the,
1: yeah. the build-up and the problem is like i know everyone likes to go back to the attitude Era, but that's what we grew up on i guarantee you that some of the matches going the pay-per-views the face would lose three week, three weeks out of four mm-hmm. and he would win on the pay-per-view Cause they would book him against all the odds, and then he'd win on the pay-per-view. For like one of the three losses, he, the the body would never win clean. He'd yeah, always exactly. Win dirty. That's the issue. There is he's a hypocrite to his own booking. Yeah. If you're going to book the heel win, then you book him. Yeah, you fine. Wade Barrett, but then let him be a champion for a month or something like that. You get to the next month, and then John Cena like fights his way through the Nexus and then gets his one-on-one. Yeah. But he didn't book that. He was talked out of it. And he'd like to say, oh, well, I want the kids to go. He doesn't give a fuck about the kids. No, no. no. It's because John Cena had been in his ear telling him it was a bad idea and that Weird Barrett was never over or whatever. Look, this is there's a very good reason why John Cena isn't a booker because he doesn't know fuck all about how to book or long builds or anything like that. If you look at AEW... The way that they booked Wardlow versus MJF, I will give them massive credit. Subtle little things throughout two years. It's been building up. You build it, you build it, you build it. That's extreme long term building. Again, you didn't need to well, do that with the Nexus. Just,
0: sorry, just to touch on what you just said there about them building on. They did the same thing with uh, Adam Page. Oh, yeah. So before he won the title, it was always it, he was fighting his demons and he's alienated himself away from his friends then he became, he was tag team then FTR got in his head then they lost the tag team titles and it was always the what-ifs and then the feud with Kenny Omega that just came full circle and then he became well champion yesterday but they've also done it with but with, 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 like you say MGF and Wardlow where Wardlow's he's been talking down to him but then he'll back off and apologize And now it's a but again to to that extent you've got mjf now who again because it's going to his head more and more and he thinks he's getting over and over and over he's obviously he's wanting more coin for it but now wwe have piqued interest in signing him but again if he goes to wwe he will get squashed yeah he is he he's good at a heel he is he's good at it but i think i watched a, a clip where um, the miz was at some show and the the, the presenter turned around a woman said aj styles has turned around and said the miz is one of the best heels ever hmm. and i'm inclined to believe that because the miz is very he, he, charismatic wise probably one of the best in the current roster The probably seth rollins
1: aj kevin owens um, I'll put it this way: If you want to make yourself a mega baby face, you put them as a sniveling sidekick to the Miz, yeah. and then you allow him to build him.
0: Yeah, Damien Sando
1: He did it with Alex Riley as well. Yeah, but you, the Miz
0: is—he was, to me, he. I know he, he's happy in doing what he does. He's put a lot of wrestlers over, but like Cody Rhodes got a lot of flack for putting younger talent. And fighting them but squashing them at the same time. But he didn't. He built them up. They went on to bigger and better things. Jungle Boy went on to be bigger and better things. Sammy Guevara went on to become
1: TNT champion. Um he's again. Look at how Cody built how how Cody booked himself. He would lose everything apart from the pay-per-view match or the big blow off match. Yeah. That's how you get yourself over, but that's also how you help your opponent get over. Because you've shown that for the past three or two weeks, they've done nothing but beat the fuck out of you. And then you win. That's what happened with the TNT Championship with um, the now-deceased John Huber or Brody Lee. Lee, That's how you do it. You do a back and forth. You don't do what they've done with Guevara and Scorpio Sky. No, that's... But you make it as brutal as possible. You make it look believable. And that's the issue. Is AEW has become... Believable to an extent with certain storylines. Yeah. WWE haven't because they mix and match like the. They keep dropping unifi- and changing it. They, they, they don't.
0: They, they, their yeah. storylines don't seem to have the longevity.
1: Like they wanted to do the unification of the tag team titles, but then obviously someone at the network stepped in and went, "We don't want to lose our tag team titles because you've already took the world championship." So, obviously they've had to nix that because the reaction from the fans is. We don't want this fucking faction with all the belts. Because what's going to happen then? We're going to have to sit through, like, what, six months of these cunts running around with the title belts. And then eventually they'll put the IC title belt on Jay and the, the uh, US title on Jimmy. have all the titles, they'll, they'll give Roman's... Um, I don't know. I guess it would have to be The Rock's daughter, the women's championship belt oh, of both brands. She's signed for them, hasn't she? At least they're taking the time with her and I haven't rushed it to the top. But I wanted to touch on as well, before I forget, the Nikita Lyons um, situation. She is impressive. But I fear for her future because as soon as a female wrestler gets some sort of good rep in NXT, they go up and they get shot on from a great height so the longer she stays in NXT 0.2.0, the better to build herself up because if she only gets to the end of the, say, the summer where they start doing call ups after Wrestlemania or before Royal Rumble she's going to get just lost in the shuffle, at the moment Smackdown needs depth, that will be the best place to put her but no WWE, they'll put her on Raw and then she'll get squashed by Alexa Bliss or someone else it's goes back to the previous point though long term booking, they don't have no fucking idea nope. they don't know how to make it look believable because like I said, the last episode about the eye for an eye match and how much of a bullshit that was there's
0: Is it at the minute, you know, you've got to think with Roman Reigns he really should drop one of the titles, but I can't see it happening, and he's now feuding with Randy or the RK bro, and uh, Drew McIntyre, but again, that just seems like a pointless rivalry when everyone seems to know that the end goal is to fight The Rock at WrestleMania, if The Rock actually takes it, because The Rock hasn't actually agreed to anything, they're just assuming and to me, it just seems like if, you, if he's not going to be appearing as much as he said he is uh, on the live events, uh, and it seems to have come to light that he's not going to be showing up much on SmackDown. Then why
1: have the titles? He's just going to be
0: a basically another Brock
1: Lesnar. But also, like they were why why they were pissed at him for inducting Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame. So
0: what this is the thing, right? WWE and Vince McMahon need to realize there's a lot of wrestlers who have worked with pretty much everybody in the WWE who, believe it or not, are actually friends outside. Like, you've got Rhea Ripley, take example from. She's actually, well, apparently they're dating... She's dating Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. But again, and you've got Charlotte with Andrande. Um, Vince needs to realise that there's a lot of things that happen out the world and happen outside his own little planet that things are going to happen with other wrestlers. Like, um, Maya Kim and... He uh, leaves marriage. Yeah, WWE and, yeah. stars mixing with AEW yeah. and Impact stars. You can't control everything, and so what? At the end, they're allowed to be friends. Who said you're not allowed to be friends? Is it written in a contract? Oh, no. You you work for the WWE, so you can't be uh, be seen with AEW talent.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, he's got a massive ego. After WCW went out of business. And he thinks he is the only player. He keeps seeing himself. The, the
0: issue he's got now is the rise of Ring of Honor, the yeah. rise
1: of AEW, the rise
0: of impact wrestling again, second time round. Um, and the, the rise UA. of New Japan. So basically he's not he's not he was yes, he got the ego from when he beat WCW was pretty much his only competitor. But now he's given birth to four different operations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, new japan was has been going for a long time but oh, yeah. merged to become what it is today which is a bigger entity than it was yeah you've got ring of honor which has just been bought out by tony khan and AEW, yeah. but being kept as a separate entity like Vince should have done with ecw and wcw you've got uh impact wrestling still it's good for what it does and with the talent it's got um, new japan um sorry NWA, NWA with um,
1: Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis, who basically is re- helped
0: rebuild that from the oh, ground yeah, up. Definitely. You've got Mac Cardona, who is now the NWA champion.
1: There's also MLW then, is out there as well. And I'm sorry, MLW. Yeah, well, and there's also going to be a new promotion by Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, coming Freddie as well, Prince Jr. Who's uh, which is going to be unionized under the guild i think so under sag and right it's always a good thing so but insurance again, and everything
0: else will be paid vince needs to realize that there's another world outside wwe now there has been for
1: the last four to five years realistically unfortunately i think it's also a combination of who he surrounds himself with and Aye, the fact that he thinks he's, he's the, the best three, yes man unfortunately you've got bruce pritchard who He's a cunt, and I'm not going to go into further details on that. Then you've got Michael P Hayes, who hasn't been relevant since when he was in the Freebirds, uh, and a perpetual sex pest, and Kevin Dunn, who thinks these this 3D argumented stuff is like the greatest thing ever. It's shit. Uh, Maybe for wrestlers who need something like that, but. As as from someone who's learnt the T V and film production side of things, it adds nothing to the presentation. Having a three D Roman Reigns go whoa doesn't make me go, Oh fucking hell, I'm gonna cheer for Roman Reigns today. It makes me go, oh, my god, this is fucking cringe. It's like this guy who's in his fifties has just learnt, Oh, these these three D things are pretty rad, so let's stick them on there. Nope. Um the only one it fits is probably Cody Rhodes and I'll say it because it looks fantastic because it's his neck tattoo and it, it mm. makes sense. If you can't find a symbol for your wrestler and you have to do a 3D render of that wrestler doing their little pose you're in problem. Uh, you shouldn't do it. Don't yeah, do it's it. It's these volumes about the character. Done. He's, the thing is to say watching Cultaholic about what? H- half an hour ago. ...say that he was the greatest wrestler. But he's nowhere near... He's not even a wrestler, he's a superstar... ...that's the difference. They are counting it by championships won. If you were to count it by championships won... ...then yeah, maybe. But let's not beat around the bush... ...and let's just like... ...look at look at it. what it is. Roman Reigns, the cousin of The Rock... ...has won X amount of titles. WWE titles, nothing outside. Oh yeah. Oh sorry... FLW, or FW, whatever it is. The uh, Before it was NXT, it was yeah. Florida Wrestling Championship. Or Florida FLWC. Championship Wrestling. Yeah, something like um, that. Then we look at another wrestler, Charlotte Flair. Best. They also said she was the greatest woman. No, again, daughter of Ric Flair. And it goes on. But I'm not saying that he doesn't have talent. Because I don't want it to come across like I dislike him because of He's been handed it. It's more of a case of he's been handed it and his talent doesn't match what they're trying to make him to be. I can it, to
0: be fair, it was he was over when he was proper over when he was part of the Shield in the first round. Oh, run. yeah. But they dropped the ball with it. The when they've re- they, they've realised at that point when they've dropped the ball with him, they've tried to force him down everybody's throats. And it was Roman Reigns this, it was Roman Reigns that. And And it's just, it it got too much for your hardcore wrestling fans that appreciate what goes on in the ring. And at that time, he was genuinely over. Well, he went from being a new face to another John Cena. Yeah, and then now he's just, again, he's only where he is now is because Paul Heyman's by his side.
1: Paul Heyman is directing him on how to do his promos and writing his promos. They've allowed Paul Heyman to dictate because Paul Heyman knows how to write and book shows and he knows how to write and present things and he's presented this thing with him and Brock Lesnar perfectly, it's been great. But you also need to understand is there's a lot of people saying, Turn him face. You turn him face, he'll be going back to being bland. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman's is not going to be able to write his
0: promos for him. Well, no, because just when he was trying to do it by himself, and you watch um, uh, John Cena's promo when he came back, and he can see when he is the, the line that came out of John Cena's mouth well was, "I can, I'm doing this part time, and I still do it better than you." Which sort of it was savage, and then sort of shot down Roman Reigns massively, but at the same time, it was true because. He hasn't really, to me, he hasn't really grown. All he's done is his ego's getting bigger, and they've just given him a couple of titles because they just think everybody thinks he's amazing. When
1: not really, it's a false. And you, you,
0: you used to mock yeah. the Ultimate Warrior for only having three moves. He's got a spear and a Superman's punch, and this is the world champion. You know what I mean? And he's the best wrestler. Behave yourself. His
1: matches are made up of... He's
0: a good wrestler, but he's not the best wrestler. I can name quite a few wrestlers that are probably better than him. You've got Kenny Omega. I know he shot down someone on Twitter uh, for saying that he wouldn't last five minutes with Kenny Omega, which is probably not true because he would probably give him a good match. But he's not on the same level as Kenny Omega. He's probably not even on the same level as AJ Styles again who's putting other people above him even Chris Jericho who's been doing it for even longer is another one that puts loads of people over but doesn't get the recognition he deserves um, and he's he's another one if you want prime example of someone who keeps reinventing themselves Chris Jericho however he got the word it over oh, yeah. and he got the list over. And he got the word ever over. Yeah. The, the, the blow could probably. I know it was like a, a, when Perry Saturn did it when he fought a broom, which was stupid, but if you give Chris, uh, Chris Jericho a broom, he would get that over.
1: Well, he got a pot on over. But, yeah, he you know, got a pot He got his
0: jacket over. Oh, yeah, the exactly. one that Dean Ambrose oh, yeah. destroyed and he came back with some fairy lights on it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it. If I was to deconstruct his matches and you were to go back and you would sit there, you would watch it and repeat and try and kill yourself, um, they're made up of strikes. The odd line, The line that looks like a Superman punch. He would then either kick you, stomp you, throw in some more strikes. Then he'd line you up for a, either a... I don't know, occasionally does a suplex or maybe a sidewalk slam. And then he just goes into his corner, sits there, starts playing with his fist, and then he jumps up and hits you with a flip, Superman punch, then he goes back over the corner he ducks down again and hits you with a spear. It's not imaginative. I've seen Rhino sit in the corner and do a spear. I've seen Edge sit in the corner and do a spear. But they all have multiple layers to their matches. Maybe not Rhino to an extent, because he was... He was a bigger guy. No, he's a bigger guy. A bigger guy it move, move yeah, To be fair, even Goldberg had more moves. Oh, yeah, he did. And he did a spear as well. The thing is, it's more menacing to get hit with a jackhammer than spear than it is to get punched. And then, which is essentially what it is. It's just a Superman, but you're gliding through the air. Um, it's his moveset, like, he need needs to evolve like AJ Styles has evolved. If you watch him in what was TNA back then you'll notice that he is not doing many of the moves that he was doing in TNA because he's not going to, at the age of 40 do a 450 splash to the outside of the ring. No, because he's not going to be able to get that high up. No. Probably. He doesn't get the height which is why he changed his style to more map-based and he'll still do the... Phenomenal forearm and the odd big move to make it look important, but Roman Reigns doesn't have anything like that. And you only get so far, and when you go to the hardcore fans and you do that sort of shit, they're gonna go. Well, I mean, I don't really like this guy. He's now the undisputed world champion, and they haven't got anyone else lined up, and they've buried everyone else because they've made him lose. They've made them lose to him. And now they're in a position like, well, fuck, where do we go now? Because we don't have anyone. Brock Lesnar's currently injured with a broken rib. You've got Goldberg, who's a part-timer and won't look believable one fucking bit beating Roman Reigns. Who else can you bring in Hulk Hogan? Is Hulk Hogan coming back, and is he going to beat Roman <laughs> Reigns? Well,
0: you know what it is. You've got all this going on, then you've got Kevin Owens and Ezekiel slash Elias going on in the
1: background. Most entertained, entertaining like like uh, storyline at the moment. But that's Kevin Owens. He can make yeah, anything yeah. gold. I mean, he came out as his cut as his, Wait, his, his own brother. brother Ken. Yeah, yeah, Ken. But, <laughs>
0: it's not Ken. It's me. It's Kevin Owens.
1: It's me. <laughs> it's. it's it's great. And the Sami Zayn stuff, um they changed the course on that now. So Sami Zayn is no longer feuding with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, no, because
0: Drew McIntyre has now been thrown in with the OK bro to fight Roman Reigns and the
1: bloodline. They sat there, these people that are doing creative, and sat there and go, well, they're going to take up the bloodline. We need a third man. Who is the next biggest star to Roman Reigns? Oh, that would be Drew McIntyre. We currently have him fighting Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn gets in the ring, gets a bit of offence, then Drew comes back and then he flees into the crowd. Right, to be fair, Drew McIntyre has told
0: uh, WWE that he's having the for Europa League final off, so he can go and watch Rangers. Oh, yeah. So at least that's one plus, but again, it's... Uh, he got, he held and carried WWE through 2020 and through the whole pandemic, and now he just seems to be getting shot on from a great height and thrown into feuds. When basically, like we have touched on before, there's no longevity with it. It uh, just seems to be ending shortish. Where for me, it just needs someone to come in, just a genuine feud where there's beef. They come in, they don't like each other, they hate each other, they want to cause ructions, and they have, like, Roman Reigns, well, I'll give him his due when he was feuding with Braun Strowman. That was entertaining, entertaining because uh, Braun Strowman they just yeah. keep It was, like, and every week that when, Roman Reigns was getting his all standard. To when him. Roman
1: turned heel, he magically came out and just, like, beat Braun Strowman up, which I didn't get. Yeah, though again, it wasn't really... Um, You've had a guy who had been terrorizing Roman Reigns for over six months, beating the piss out of him, beating up Brock Lesnar, beating up Kane, throwing over cars, and, and then out comes Roman Reigns and beats him up because Roman Reigns is now heel Fuck off. If you can't be asked <laughs> to book it properly, don't book it at all. No, no. If he came out with a lead pipe, I'd believe it more than even just coming out and manhandling him. Yeah. It's not realistic. No, it's not.
0: Definitely not.
1: Again, I know people might not like it, but realism is a very big part of wrestling. If you can't make it look real, why should anybody who's watching give a fuck about you?
0: No, it's got to be entertaining. It's got to grab your attention. It's like anything else. It's like you watch—I uh, don't know—something that you watch on Netflix, like a Netflix see uh, Netflix series, uh, and you you watch the first episode. Or the reason why you're watching that series is because you've seen a snippet on social well, yeah. media, so that grabs your attention so you're like, ooh, I'm going to check that out. But then if you're watching, say like say you watch it again, same thing, you see a snippet on social media and you're like, ooh, I need to check this out and it lasts for two minutes and then they're on a com- something completely different, the fans like is that it? At least, if you get into a TV series you'll watch it from episode one to however many episodes are in it but if you're turning on and you're watching a feud which has been going on for a month and all of a sudden it's it's up down up down but then there's the one constant is the bad guy is constantly winning and it's just the same monotonous shit every week and every month till apparent wrestlemania where the great one returns and if he beats him he's the greatest of all time bullshit where AEW yes they've got a congested list of performers, uh, wrestlers on their um, roster but at the same time they've got AEW Dark, they've got After Dark, they've got Rampage there's another show coming they've also got uh, Dynamite and then they've got the Ring of Honor which they can alternate champions with and alternate these big but also keep the storylines going whilst enhancing big thing enhancing the talent they've got. Because what they're doing is they're putting the talent on they're slowly if you watch AEW properly and you watch it from like the, the dark and after dark, what you'll see is you'll see wrestlers performing but they're subtly building up the storylines. Yeah. And then when the storylines get to a point where they start growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger that's when they come across Rampage and that's when they'll go on to Dynamite and then they will they might have a, a switcheroo where they go over to Ring of Honour where they're, they're feuding with someone over there but they'll slowly build it up whereas like we've just touched on before with Drew McIntyre it's a, right, you were feuding with Sami Zayn not anymore, you know now with Roman Reigns it's like, well, Hank, did he actually have the cage match? did he actually fight Sami Zayn? or did that just get scrapped and he's now straight fighting Roman Reigns? It's just, it just—it just makes it look silly because it's just like um, it's a game of Jenga. You're taking one piece and then you are quickly taking another, and then before you know it,
1: everything just collapses. Well, they just they
0: haven't got. They're, it's they're just, they just—they don't seem to have any direction or clue. That's I, honest, the, the only person that
1: that, that that could do it was Drew McIntyre. They could have tried with Bobby Lashley, but Bo- Bobby Lashley by himself isn't good enough. He would have had to be with MVP. Yeah. That would be the best version of Bobby Lashley. Um instead they went and did this MVP almost thing, which is ridiculous. Um but yeah, it's um I know what you're saying. It's like Game of Thrones season eight. I watched up till Game of Thrones seven, watch Game of Thrones eight and I was like it took them an episode okay. and a half to get to uh some icy part up north mm-hmm. and then they sent one of them back. And then it takes him twenty minutes in one episode to get back, and you sat there going, "What the fuck? It took them a half, one and a half episodes to get there, right. and this fucker ran back in twenty minutes." How it took two hobbits to take one ring to a mountain to throw it in. See, <laughs> the difference between that and that is that was a movie, so they would have to slowly follow them through, obviously, because they, yeah, they couldn't they just do it in thirty minutes. Game of Thrones, so
0: yeah. it's... And then they did the Hobbit, which again, which should have only just been the one film. Not but they turned it. It, did it. turn it into three or was yeah, it just Yeah, it was two? turned into three. Turn it into oh, three yeah. when it's the shortest book at the beginning. It just so made
1: no made no sense. Exactly. This, this this is um Vince McMahon's like his Hobbit his uh, his version of the Game of Thrones season eight it's where precious. it's like it's just stupid shit and then you got TNA uh, sorry Impact taking the piss out of him with the actual brass ring uh, thing. That oh AEW, oh AEW yeah, uh, to do the it's it's dumb. And every point. time I look at the rumours and stuff uh, and see Wardlaw is wanted in by WWE, MGF is wanted by Mercy. WWE. Uh, they the one um, big cast back. Um my 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 thought process now is oh they'll probably go back on thought process now is uh, the only reason why, the why they'll go
0: back say if they've got like the likes of Cody he's now got a family so he's just wanting a safe safe bet. That's oh, yeah. basically He's gone back to WWE because it's safe. And he's been promised all this thing. And he's chiching. He's in he's in the dollar dollar money money. Wow. Basically, that's what he's gone there for. You've got Morrissey who's built himself, he got dropped when he was going through a bad time. Yeah. Uh but and he, you could see he went off the rails, he was having seizures at the ring. But now he looks like a million dollars. He looks oh, yeah. he looks like the monster he should have been in the beginning. Um and I don't think he would ever turn his you know, I don't even think he'd go back. He, unless he's got a family to provide for and they offer him silly amount of money, of course oh, yeah. he'd go back. Jump at it. Anybody would. Same with uh, Matt Cardona. He's the, probably the most successful out of everybody that's been released by WWE. The amount of championships he's won, he's proved his worth, he's made even Nick Gage look entertaining and he's probably the arsehole of Nick wrestling.
1: Gage, I could go the rest of my life not take another Nick Gage match. Yeah, the guy he's just is... a dafty. Shit! The only reason he's over is because a few fucking idiots have decided that we like hardcore death matches. That's all we want to see. Look, I don't mind seeing the odd like death match, but it has to build up to it, and you have to have two people that absolutely fucking hate each other. it, ha- to do it has like to like have Triple a H and Mick and Foley story. for like. You know? But
0: again, I watched him when he uh, when. Oh, David Arquette fought Nick Gage. Oh yes, the back, the dark he, side of the ring. He stuff. nearly try, He nearly um, slit his throat yeah. with a bloody glass pipe. Again, that's too much. He's just—he's—he just thinks he's being clever. And to me, I get the whole death match. I, it, it can be entertaining, but you, you can't take it to the extreme way. It's—it's—it's it's, it's getting silly. It's getting dangerous. The the. the, the now I'll not touch on that. But, uh, I'll yeah, leave it there's, like there's, this there's, there's other stuff but again oh. you've got the likes of John Moxley who, who does it but he also builds up to it Mac Cardone has been there he's built up to it he's yeah. done it uh, and again like I say he's probably one of the most successful and if he would again if him and Chelsea decided tomorrow to settle down and have a family then no doubt and he got offered a shit ton of money to go back of course he would yeah. be the, former WWE stars will go back as long as the the price is right and you know what it is Good on them because they've worked, they've worked their absolute asses off to get where they are, and if are offered two to four million pound contract for the next what five year, by all means, go ahead, do it. They, you know what I mean? They think they'll be set for life. Then I won't have to do it again. Yeah. Do it again, but uh, because you've got the likes of Mac Cardona, who loves wrestling and he's got his major, the major podcast with uh, Smart Mark and uh, Brian Myers, and he does other stuff on the independent scene and he does a lot of interaction with fans. Like Johnny Gargano hasn't signed with anybody, but he's done a lot of fan meetups and he's met a lot of people because he's he's very much for the fans. Which a lot a lot of W the superstars or wrestlers do forget about, but again, all the AEW lot they're always doing signings, they're always going to wrestling cons up and around the United States. They're they're actively going out and pushing themselves. Right. Um, I know WWE only lets them do it when they go on tour, but it's that's the difference. You you've, you you look at the two products, like the Miz is happy. The Miz, Miz is just happy being what he's doing and how he's doing it. He gets to do what he wants and he, he's enjoying life. But you get some of the wrestlers that just feel chained. They just don't get trep, right? They just get misused. Um, or they don't get used at all. Or you've got Edge, who got inducted to the Hall of Fame for being uh, a career-ending injury, but now he's miraculously back because his injuries have healed up and he's had the time to recover well, he properly. Had, uh, he had, rec-
1: he had um, proper surgery done, which was yeah. like... Um, oh, fucking hell. It, it was a specific sin- uh, surgery on his neck, which helped him like fully heal, but at the same time he shouldn't be doing this much wrestling and he shouldn't be heavily relied on which he is
0: but this is the point that we're, that we're making is it's just they've not put the effort in, oh, no. in other people like they have roman reigns and well, the usos basically because they're part of the family you've just sort of fell in
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh well like he's a plot twist for you the younger brother of the usos in nxt why can't he be the surprise one that dethrones Roman?
1: He could, but this would require an actual fucking brain to come <laughs> up with.
0: <laughs> that would make sense to me. He, he would join them, and then he'd be, be fucking get his brothers to, to turn on yeah. Roman Reigns. It's
1: it's, uh, it's stupid, and like with MGF's contract going up. If I'm Tony Khan, building the company that it is, MGF is currently your top heel you need to offer him the money that he's requesting to, get him to
0: because uh, that only feeds to the ego that he's bigger than the club. This, this, this is the thing with the difference with business and the, 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 the WWE side of it to the AEW, AEW side of it is it's a business decision. You're it it happens in all sports. You're not bigger than the club or you're not bigger than the business. And to me, MGF isn't nowhere near where
1: it's he thinks he is. It's not a matter of like being bigger, but it's also a matter of like he's helped you get to a certain point and he's part of like a big storyline ongoing. You might wanna I'm not saying long term. Now you could offer him a year or two years or a year and a half. Or to the point where you think he can't go any further. The whole purpose of like having someone like MGF on there is to like piss people off Get a hit, get over a baby face. You could do that with the Walmart Miz, as he's called, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, the whole purpose of having a promotion is you sign these guys short term because long term there might be another guy somewhere that comes in and is better than that guy. Yeah. So until you find that guy, it's best to keep the current guy that you have that you know is a complete arsehole and will always get asses and seats and. Make people watch. It's not about an ego thing with him. If he's got an ego, that's a him issue. From a business standpoint, it's covering your ass so you've got him. Mm-hmm. Um, you might, there is obviously during business negotiation, I'm not saying give him the money he's asking. I'm saying you negotiate it to a realistic price and say, like, look, I understand you want this much, but we're going to offer you this much. And then offer him like a year or a year and a half and say, look, if you. To, if you um, impress us more or you know I don't know what bonuses you can add because they get merchandise I mean if he hits a certain merchandise quarter then you can say well he can give you you, you age could rise to this or something it's just covering AW's AEW's ass because if he goes then I mean Chris Jericho's great but he's the wrong side of 40 now he's getting to be like 50 I'm not saying he should he's old and he's not good enough I'm saying eventually he's going to have to stop doing it because he's also touring with his band
0: oh I get that but you've yeah, got that, yeah. like, you've still got Eddie Kingston you've got Alistair Black oh, yeah. that's playing heel you've got the Young Bucks you've got Adam Cole who just he confuses people because everyone's still he still gets a loud pop but then he also gets booed which is like the John Cena-esque oh, yeah. reception you've got um,
1: well, until 2.0 the thing is as well cause with Kenny Omega coming back he's going to be a baby face because people want to see Kenny Murger come back
0: I uh, as, a, as a baby face but again he was very he was when he was
1: champion he was very good as a heel oh, no I'm not saying like he's shit as a heel I'm saying like he as like a business standpoint again you're going to bring him back you're not going to do the WWE thing which is you will get a pop you get him down and he goes down and kicks the announcer in the bollocks or something you're not going to make him do that and then become a heel you'll make him become a face for an X amount which means you need to have a, a long running and like heel underneath him singles rather than a group but then
0: i think the way he'll do it is he'll come back and they'll be in fighting in the super elite or the undisputed elite yeah which it might be adam cole could probably fit in the versus yeah kenny omega
1: um because with forbidden door happening as well so i don't know if he's going to be up for I, I, I still
0: can't wait to see the list for the Forbidden Door per view. Well, they've already
1: said I think it's going to be the Super Elite versus Bullet Club. I have seen that. Uh, I want to
0: see. Will. I would like to see Will Osprey on it.
1: I think he will. Um, it's finding a place for him on the list because it's going. The thing with this, and I think this is the only time I'll ever say this. It's better to it make be this like a weekend event or two, two like separate match cards. So you got two days, because then you can run down and then with New Japan also owning Stardom, you can also do some of the the female matches as well. So you want them spread on both nights, and then you can go and say like, well, Will Osprey can take on, say, out of air, uh, put him up against Lance Archer or someone like that. Or Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Um, Because some of them you might want to go champion for champion. Because you want your TNT champion to take on their, I guess, netherweight champion or junior weight champion. And then you've got your, uh, your actual champion, so you want your champion to take on their champion. But I don't know how they're going to book it. So it's interesting to see how they'll book it because you know that you could get CM Punk versus Kenta, which would be great. Yeah. Or you could have Daniel Bryan versus Kenta, because I know Daniel Bryan wants to wrestle a lot of the guys on the Japanese side. He could be facing Tanashi, or he could be facing um, Okada, um, the Rainmaker, which, uh, interesting fact, he was in TNA. But yeah, it'd be Interesting to wind down and see how that happens, but uh, yeah, it they need to consider. I know Tony Khan probably has, but MGF's situation is unique, as in, I think they could still get a couple more stuff from him, and it might be worth keeping him short term rather than long term, yeah. Because I think what well, the issue the wrestlers have got these days, especially with the WWE, is the fact that the
0: um. W seem to be more bothered about the profit margins rather than the actual employees that are wrestling on the shows. Yeah. And that's why they're letting all the big stars go. Th- uh,
1: there's no guarantee that MJF would get anywhere close to what he's getting at AEW. No,
0: oh, no, no chance. They wouldn't give him nah.
1: they wouldn't give him anywhere near. You've
0: 'cause you've still got the likes of he's called Robert Roode and you've got Dolph, who's on NXT, you've got
1: Bobby Roode needs to leave. He WWE. does. He's
0: wasted. But again, he's probably at that stage of his career where. Well, I know he, he's got Yeah, kids, a, decent, yeah. a decent amount of money. It's the same with AJ Styles because he should really
1: have left, but he didn't. He stayed because again, he's getting a sizable he's amount of money. probably earning like close to five million or something. No, oh, no, it was ten million actually. I Think yeah, ten million.
0: But this is a guy that walked into WWE and got one of the loudest pops because he was known outside WWE where Vince obviously because he lives in his bubble nobody's nobody's ever become a professional wrestler until they've made it into the WWE don't get me wrong like Wrestlemania still is the biggest pay-per-view going Um and a lot of people go yeah well, we fill out the, the full two days rah, rah, rah. And like, yeah. that's only because you get like the one-offs when you had Steve Austin come back and he had his final match with Kevin Owens um, and he had some other stars that come back, even Vince McMahon, even though he looked frail and he shouldn't have been pathetic, up. came back
1: with his mutant fucking sidekick. Uh, oh, Austin Theory.
0: Austin Theory with his fucking, oh, He looked like the fiend without a
1: mask. He's so sort of fucking creepy. Well, he's his new project, so I expect him to have the rocket strapped to him and shot into the atmosphere, uh, mm-hmm. where he's gonna be crammed down everyone's fucking throat for the next couple of years. Um, he is talented, but at the same time, fuck off! I don't want to see this guy constantly, constantly with a shitty grin. Just, (laughs) he
0: looked like a mutant when he was uh, that picture. Like
1: WrestleMania two nights, yes, it's unique. We grew up with it being what a four-hour show, I believe. Yeah. Um. Now it's a two-day show.
0: I I could is, not uh, cope
1: when it was a fucking seven hour show. It killed me. You stay up from twelve and then you go out to bed about six in the morning. I uh, I that after I did it once I was like I'm never doing this again. It's no, not, not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. Um
0: Well it's to say with most of the pay per views these days, it's just I don't have the patience for it and I don't think I will um I'll watch a a pay-per-view live unless I really want to see it. Yeah. Then I might. But most of it, I'll just catch up the next day.
1: The last one was one of the takeovers for me NXT, where before it became the watered-down piece of shit that it is now. No,
0: I think the the last one I saw was War Games, and that was between... It's the one where Kevin Owens made his return to NXT. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Champer and a couple of other...
0: Aye, and then Kevin Owens came out and he got one of the loudest pops.
1: Uh it was that sort of stuff was great and it was actually reminiscent of what was great about like wrestling and then because it wasn't Vince's idea it got killed. Because yep. and because now it they is they
0: were, were allowed to ex- actually the wrestlers themselves or express themselves oh, again. Yeah. It was like Killer Cross who like his, his missus has made her in ring debuts and ever since but he's still don't if he's just building his character or he's recovering from injury or what but he seems to be taking a while to be getting back in the recovering ring recovering from being
1: released with that stupid fucking helmet
0: but I think when he makes his he's another one which he's a, he's a, a ready made star so if I was again like Tony Khan I would stick him to be the face of Ring of Honor to begin yeah, with Yeah, got and then build him up then you've got the likes of Brian Cage that's going to be in Ring of Honor You've got you've got to it. To be fair, you like Tony corner has got the pick of the bunch for Ring of Honor because, yes, he's got AW and yes, he's running it. But say the the like like you say a Lance Archer, he could be a world beater on Ring of Honor, and then you sort of building them up again, and then he walks back in AEW and starts doing what he used to do. Like I used I used to love watching his matches because when he would come out and he'd literally just some random bloke on his shoulder. They would just been beating the living crap out of, yeah. and then throwing him, and then he'd beat the person in the ring, taking what, less than a minute, and he'd pick up that same bloke and throw him back out the back and put him in the bin. And with having Jake the J- Snake Roberts, but I know Jake Roberts has obviously got bad um, oh, yeah. health issues, but I haven't seen Lance for a while, and I know he was injured, but he came back, and then he just sort of disappeared again, and it's like, I understand you're getting some of these top stars from that have been released from the WWE, but you've still got to realize you've got any amount of talent through the back curtain that have helped you build it from the get-go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than, oh, Daniel Bryan, yes, he got a pop, one of the loudest pop. Uh, Adam Cole got a massive pop as well, but he was always it was always written for Adam Cole to come to AEW because his mates, his best friends are there, yeah. and. His missus is there. So it was all he was always gonna be happening. He was spotted backstage at Christmas Dues. So it was always I don't think there was ever any doubt that he would go to AEW. And to be fair, he hasn't changed. He's the same, but again, because he's not built to the same standard as Roman Reigns, big six foot brick house.
1: No, he's managing And he's he's
0: Adam Cosmo C M Punk esque. And he's got the, the charisma to go with it. But again, this is down to, this is Vince's fault. This is what I find funny because it's Vince's fault. Oh, it is. So when he built up like when CM Punk forced his way through and Paul Heyman saw the talent that CM Punk had, he opened the door for guys his size. So the likes of Adam Cole. Oh yeah. Uh the likes of Darby Allen. The likes of Sammy Guevara because oh, he's yeah. not the biggest. Nice. But these guys that aren't the big Jungle Boy's not the biggest. These guys not the biggest. They might be the more athletic. But again, because of Vince opening the door to CM Punk, he's unintentionally opened the door for the rest of these guys to come through. And not to be funny, some of these guys that have come through, they, they're similar to CM Punk. The likes of Adam Cole, the likes of Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. They're as good, or if not better, oh, yeah. than some of these big one-dimensional fellas who... They do these heavy lifting moves and yes, they look good, they look devastating, but you need to switch it up. Like Ricochet, yes, at the minute he's got the Intercontinental title, but he's one of the more exciting athletes you've got on your court, so you need to let him just let loose. Let him do his flips, go crazy, go
1: nuts. Oh, no, he can't. change changed finishing you now. He doesn't do the 6.30. No,
0: he's he Sh- To me, start. it's just after you've just... It's basically holding the chains and just pulling it back. Every time he does something you don't like, pulling it back. Stupid fuck. And it's like, well, you brought him in because he was exciting and he did things differently, but now you're turning him into a... I have a,
1: a theory about that. A he one-dimensional the, wrestler. He was at Lucha Underground as uh, King Puma. Mm-hmm. And he was the Lucha Underground t- champion for the longest time. And unfortunately, that that show was very deceiving the camera angles and he looked a lot bulkier than what he actually is yeah so they thought they were going to get this muscular like jacked up Mexican fella and it turns out the guys from Cleveland Ohio or something um and he's a cruiserweight essentially Mm -hmm. they're like oh well we were expecting you to be a bit you know bigger so they lured him there with all these promises of this that and the other and he's got fuck all because he's not what they expected no
0: because he's not big he's not bulky he's not Brock Lesnar size he's not even uh, Chad Gable he's probably one of the more gifted technical wrestlers him and Otis the technical technically
1: gifted wrestlers and amateur wrestlers probably and Chad Gable is amazing when you see him like NXT stuff it's fucking amazing the stuff he can do and they just don't want him to go with it another guy that just fucking quit and had enough of WWE was uh, Pac and that was because they wanted him to go out of the ring and lose to Enzo Mori.
0: bearing in mind that the bastard Pac now that you see on AEW the size of him is like double the size of Enzo but yeah
1: Yeah. Enzo was going to beat him for the Cruiserweight title I would have been pissed enough and he was like no that's not going to happen because it doesn't make any sense and they were like it's going to happen pal and he was like no it isn't go fuck yourself and then he left and that was it. It was like, you can keep me under contract if you like. I don't mind getting paid it, but I'm going to be in Gated.
0: Yeah, uh, he got paid for being at home for nine months, didn't he? Until yeah.
1: he left. Until they let him go and realised, well, he's not coming back.
0: But again, but he, that was a talent loss
1: because AEW have gained he massive success with He should Phoenix never have be been in, in the fucking Cruiserweight. It's like him, Tony east the size of them fellas, should not be in the Cruiserweight division. No, no. They might weigh like, in that weight, that weight bracket but fuck me you took someone like Crash Holly who was clear, clearly a craze, like cruiserweight and you brought him out and he was pretending he was a fucking super heavyweight <laughs> you've gone from that to like oh well this again, guy v-
0: Ray Mysterio as well he's not exactly the biggest guy but again he was winning world championships but this is the thing this is like I think what Vince forgets is people remember oh yeah so when you, when you see Mysterio win the Royal Rumble when he shouldn't and you see him winning world heavyweight titles when he, when he really he shouldn't, but then he does it, and you put him over, and you put the belt, and you put the, the the title on him, and then you wonder why you've got Neville digging his heels in. He's like, well, you should be doing what I'm telling you, but why? You did, you made a rod for your back by putting a world title on what your class and everybody is cruiserweights.
1: I think the difference is as well as is packers is uh, something called a fucking spine. And yeah. when he said this to him and his head exploded because it didn't make any sense to him, he was like, I'm not doing this. Because at the time, Enzo isn't wasn't built as he is now. He was a lot thinner and he was skinny. It would be like essentially expecting someone like, let's say, Brian Cage lose to Marco Stunt. Yeah, It would not look believable. It would literally look like that match should be and always be. Brian Cage picks him up, uses him to pick his teeth, and then fucking pin him. <laughs>
0: uses him as a toothpick.
1: Right. Um, so that's like Lance. So I'm trying to put it so that's like Lance
0: Archer fighting Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio beating him. It just to me is
1: unrealistic. It, it doesn't work. Uh, also, that doesn't work is for his son Dominic. He does not look natural, but that's because no. he's only learned how to do luchador and wasn't given the chance to learn the WWE style, he was just thrown on TV but but that not being the point it's it's constant with these people and it might sound like we just talk and talk about WWE but at this moment in time what else is there to talk about their shows of shit, there's nothing on there that I like I used I to punish know. myself when they were like showing the 3 hour like I would sit and watch the 3 hour uh Raw's live and I was like this is killing me, this is like watching a pay per view every fucking Monday I can't do it it's like pulling teeth it's 3 hours of nothing it's like there's a match let's go to break let's look at the replay of what you've just watched <laughs> it's not like they've added anything to it they've basically just made it so that you get a replay after every fucking match or in between segments, oh by the way that segment that that was uh, the top of the hour, the first hour we're going to show it again in the second hour just because we know you've probably forgotten that's because it makes you so numb you want to fucking hang yourself with your headphone cord there's nothing endearing about a three hour show of Raw when you've got nothing to put on it and then you've got Smackdown which which at one point was beating Raw and Vince is there scratching his head going I don't know why this is happening, pal. It's because nobody wants to sit through three hours of fucking nothing.
0: I yeah I, I just think for me, it just means that, that there's a lot of changes need to be done, and they need to stop with some of the pointless. For me, which is pointless, the storylines because some of them they're just so erratic, it is unreal. And I think once they sort out the the storytelling. And the, the, the creative behind the scenes, I think that's when they'll start getting better. But when they keep relying on talent that are, are, are getting, old, getting old and they're starting to age, or they're only there because of family connections, to me, it just, it, it, it just puts me off it. Oh, yeah.
1: I, uh, a lot of people might not like it. And they'll say, like, well, the old way of wrestling didn't really work either. But look... The old way, the old way of wrestling worked like this: you would have your guy that was on top, then you'd have your underneath guy who's gonna be the next guy on top. Then underneath him, he's gonna be another guy that's gonna be that guy that's gonna eventually be that guy. Yeah. So you have at least, you know which, you have an order. So you have your youngest one who'll be in his like, say nineteen to twenty. The other guy who's mid, mid to late like twenties. Then your the other guy who's gonna be in his thirties. That's how you do it. But they've got to a point where this guy, who's like the third, is now number one, and he's aging, and you've got fuck all underneath him because you won't push anyone. Yeah. This company is based on part timers because he's backed himself into a corner because he thinks no one's going to be good enough. And but when you compare everyone to The Rock and Stone Cold, yeah, they're individuals that's never going to be anyone who comes close to either one of them there's there's not going to be the next Rock, there's not going to be the next Stone Cold you might get somebody who gets themselves over to a point where they're the new themselves and that's the big point, everyone's unique, you can't have a clone of the Rock or the clone of Stone Cold because you've seen it before and that's what he doesn't get and unfortunately Roman Reigns is a clone of John Cena
0: it's what we've seen him. We've seen
1: it before. It's just it's what is it? It's a live, what well, eat, sleep, repeat. It it's madness. It it boggles the mind that he, these yes people that are around him. Haven't just said Vince, we're gonna need to build for the future. He's just thought this NXT will put in a lot of like people who no one's heard of, and get rid of all the people that were actually good and have years in pro wrestling because. I may not wrestle myself and you've started training but even if you were to ask Brian like, you need X amount of years of learning to get to a point where you're good and you know what you're doing you can't just pull someone off the street after a year and expect them to put on a 5 star match at Wrestlemania no this isn't going to happen that's unrealistic this is what he does and the talent he looks for like the female talent unfortunately it's not female wrestlers that he wants he just wants models and so he's undermining the women's revolution because now he's gone default all the way back to the divas with NXT 2.0 with the exception of Nikita Lyons who's obviously uh, something that we were not expecting which is somebody with talent irregularity and I won off. It it's depressing because you know growing up, WWE or W W F was the one we watched because there was shows the W C W was on a different show, a different TV channel. I think was Bravo or something like that.
0: Aye, oh, like back in the big. So
1: we never really got to see it. Um, so we would watch it. We're vest- very vested in like what what was happening. Triple H, Big Foley. The Rock, New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, Kane, so on and so on. Now it's like generic tag team number one and then the week down the way they'll split up and fight each other for, an, for a month. That's all they know. It's literally the same storyline every fucking month. Oh, I like the way that we Randy Orton and Matt Riddle gone, but eventually they're going to split and they'll fight each other. Yeah. And it just, it never ends. Yeah. Which is why tag team wrestling never flourishes in that company.
0: And on that bombshell, we're going to call it there for this exciting and happy episode of uh, Spinster Twenty Four Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, which my at is Spinster Twenty Four, and dance is at Ren Gershi. No,
1: it's at Metal Gear Dan.
0: At Metal Gear Dan eighty seven. If you've revered. got any topics that you would like us to discuss on the next episode feel free to tweet at us. Uh, but from myself and from dan that yeah, that's, that's a a, that is over and done with but i hope you enjoy and uh, we'll catch you on the next one certainly will peace out brothers